AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hate to be a cornball, but in my leisure time, I like to go to sleep. At some point, I'm going to have to give up dolls and give up a bunch of things. If God is allowing this and it is meant to humble you, you got to eat that. Like, you got to find a way to eat that. Dad is so adamant that he's right, and I'm very stubborn, so I'm like, you are not right. You ask, I answer. I am going through some of the questions that have come in from Mind Your Business. I'm going to try and get through as many of them as possible, but I have to tell you, um, I still have a lot to work through, so we may have to run this back. If you want me to answer your question, send me your question to podcast at womanevolve.com. You can write it up or you can send me a video like these ladies did, and we will answer your question. Some of these are from Hey You. We had a lot of women at Hey You who sent me their questions. And so I'm going to try and get through some of the ones that came through Hey You. Hi, uh, my name is Crystal. So Pastor Sarah, I wanted to know what is your morning routine? This is such an interesting question because I, my morning routine child, 
Eight, these mornings don't They're not even the same mornings as they usually are Okay um, Every day is different But on a regular morning um, I wake up around 6am I get up I have a little time to myself I Whether that's worshipping uh, Praying Setting my intention for the day Looking at my calendar Determining whether or not I need to make any changes To what's on my calendar um, If I have a chance I do a little bit of scrolling I'm not gonna lie I check in on the socials most of the time it's after I've checked all of those boxes because you know I it's a little time for me I like to do something that gives me a little joy I wake up my daughters I drag them out of the bed um well really it's just Ella that I drag out of the bed and then and then Mackenzie um, is usually up. I make them breakfast. We do school runs. We pray in the car. We listen to music. After I get back from taking them to school, I work out. Um, I begin whooped. After I work out, I shower. Then I sit down at my desk and I go through meetings. I edit my books. I prepare for podcast content. I look at deals. I respond to emails. It all depends on what is happening any given day. After I've gone through my work things, I pick the girls up. Most of the time they get out at different schedules. So PT and I will take turns. Uh, We pick them up. We come home. We have dinner. uh, We do bad things. It's pretty regular. All of that to say, like, it's pretty normal. Then there are days that I'm up at 4 a.m. when we shot the Woman Evolve campaign for 2024. I'm up at 4. I'm in hair and makeup. We're taking a plane to go shoot in the middle of the desert. Uh, There are some mornings where I'm up doing my makeup because after I drop them off, I have to shoot some content. There are some days where my husband takes them to school and I'm in my bonnet until 12 o'clock. And so my morning routine can be different from day to day. But that long answer is pretty much. And you said morning routine. And here I am talking about dinner. But anyways, that's usually my morning routine when I am in town and in a rhythm that is honestly good for me and good for the girls. My name is Guy Green. My question for you, Pastor Sarah, would be how do you manage to stay so grounded with everything that is going on around and in your world? How do you keep it together the way that you do? Let me just say this. I love you in the way that you do it. I appreciate the fact that you are so authentically you. And I thank God for having created and sent you to all of us. We won't be selfish, but just to let you know, I've already made you my bestie. I hope you can accept that. (laughs) Love you. Thanks so much for being you. You know, it's really interesting The way that my story has unfolded, it has made me so reliant upon God that staying grounded is um, a requirement. (laughs) It's a requirement in order to show up. Uh, First of all, thank you for making space for me in your heart and on your journey for adopting me as your best friend. I did not know how much I, you know, would need Or, you know, it's hard because people are like, you shouldn't need, you shouldn't need, you shouldn't need. And I think that's true. And I didn't start it because I needed something. But there's just such relief in knowing that there is a space for my voice in the world that it just it never gets old to me to hear that, you know, is resonating with you all. But um, I guess I don't drink the Kool-Aid, you know, I try to be intentional no matter how much 
success or titles or accolades are added to my name that I remember that at the end of the day, I didn't really ask for any of this. God gave it to me as a gift. And so I don't want to feel entitled to it or that I some kind of way masterminded my way into it. I am very clear on what my limitations are and where God picks up. And so I stay grounded by constantly showing up in a space of authenticity instead of showing up as someone who should act a certain way because they're a New York Times bestselling author or because they've, you know, been times 100 next or they've done tours or like whatever. Like I didn't have a role in playing in any of that. I just said yes. And I'm reminded of that. I feel like that's part of what I keep in the forefront of my mind. And I also try to be intentional, like as as jazzy as I can get, as fancy as I can get, you know, hair, makeup, bust down, clothes, all the things. Like I also try to show up like this on purpose too, because anyone with that much makeup and that much hair on their head ought to be able to look good. So, you know, it's not remarkable that I can get jazzy, but, um, you know, to hold space for what I look like when I'm running around with my kids and trying to get things done but also like hey I can show up and pop off right quick like I think that's the beauty of womanhood is that I don't have to pick one or the other I can be all of those things at the same time because neither of them fully define me it takes the totality of who I am to even scratch the surface of how I should be defined and so I I'm grateful for the skin that I'm in. I'm grateful for the opportunities God has given me. And I try to honor these opportunities with my humility and authenticity. And, you know, I pray God never has to pull my coattail and just remind me to, you know, sit down, be humble. But I'm also prepared for that as well. Uh, It's funny, something happened recently. And I think that when I was... I was really worried. I had a lot of anxiety and I was trying to figure out like, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And I think ultimately it was my pride trying to um, protect myself from failure, from the idea of embarrassment and being humiliated. And at the end of the day, I had to say, if God allows this to happen, God allows for this moment that could be embarrassing, could be humiliating to, you know, go viral on the internet. If God is allowing this and it is meant to humble you, you got to eat that. Like you got to find a way to eat that. And if it changes the way people look at you and the people are making fun of you, like you got to be okay with that. Because at the end of the day, I can survive what God allows if I can continue to stay connected to God. And I don't want my need to avoid failure avoid embarrassment, avoid humility to keep me from staying connected to God. So I surrendered. Come on, surrender. I surrendered to what that moment was trying to teach me. And ultimately, the lesson I learned on the other side of that surrender is I can withstand not being able to defend myself and really trust that God will defend me. So I hope that helps. Evolve. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. 
Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to on Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics 
and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. My name is Karen DePaul, and my question is, how do you rest? Because a lot of times in ministry and with women that can do it all, we are told to do it all, but how do you actually rest and feel rested, rejuvenated enough to keep going? I wish I could tell you that I have this mastered, but the truth is I am learning. Um, it's actually one of the things that I was studying for my message that I preached in Dallas. I was accosted by 2 Corinthians 3, where Paul talks about where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And he talks about how the scribes at the time were viewing uh, the law through veiled through veiled faces, I think it is. And that when they turn to the Lord, though, the veil is removed. And I was thinking about that because I felt a lot of pressure to stay on top of all of my responsibilities and all of the things that God has entrusted me with. And it was very much so not giving freedom. It was very much so giving uh, stress. And I wanted to tap into that freedom. And so I turned to God, right? I turned intentionally to the presence of God just to experience the presence, not to ask for anything not to give a list of the things that are going wrong or my hopes or my dreams, but to just experience a glory to glory transaction where his glory is so captivating that it changes my spirit and his image is imprinted onto my spirit. And now I possess glory. And so in a very deep spiritual way, uh, that brought me rest because it allowed me to, as my husband would call, elevate the plane. And as I lifted the altitude, some of the things that were weighing me down and bogging me down, I was able to look at from a place of peace and from a place of adequacy and a place of strength uh, and fortitude. So that's one way that I find rest when I can't actually find rest, but I have made it my mission starting this school year actually to really ask my husband for more help with the girls uh, especially during the school year when the school year first started context is you know Ella started school during the pandemic and then they were both homeschooled and so when we first started sending them to a more traditional school environment I was like I'm going to make them breakfast every morning I'm going to take them to school every morning I'm going to pick them up every single day and I was doing that I was waking up at 5am so that I could still work out and that was fine except for on the weekends like I don't have the weekends down maybe I'm speaking at a conference on a Saturday or I'm at church on Sunday or I'm doing both of those things in a weekend and I would look up and there would be like you know 44 days of I'm up at 7 and going down at 11 p.m. and I was tired and resentful and yet I wasn't asking for any help and so I was robbing myself of the very thing that I needed so on a practical level I have been willing to let go of my, um, I don't want to say my expectations, but my vision for who I need to be as a mother or a business owner or a daughter or a wife and to lean into opportunities where I can get help and support from those who have asked whether or not they can help or support me. And so that has been helpful for me in resting. 
I started getting my nails done after the pandemic, which, you know, I was not a get your nail done girly, but I do enjoy when my nails look pretty. Um, And I used to say that if I have time to sit down and get my nails done, I would rather rest. And sometimes that is absolutely true. But as of lately, you know, I have found pockets of rest in enjoying how I am showing up in the world in a way that is a reflection of who I want to be and not how I feel. Because sometimes, like right now, you ought to be able to tell like the girl is in need of rest because I am showing up how I am. This is the way the good Lord made me. And, uh, you know, if I do not get rest soon, it's finna get real. Like it's finna get really, she don't care because when I need rest, I am the first person who's willing to sacrifice and suffer as a opposed to see I can't even speak right you know what I mean she need a nap um as opposed to letting the people in my world experience some disappointment I would rather disappoint myself be ran over broke down bitter and angry than telling someone hey I can't do it or hey can you get somebody else to do it uh so I am learning to discover rest by uncommitting myself and allowing that you know, new commitment to taking care of myself to be communicated with love and intentionality. Like I tell my girls, like I love taking you to school. Mommy also needs rest and letting two things live in the same in the same space. Hi, I'm Teles. What is something that you like to do on your leisure time? Like or places that you might like to travel? Where's your favorite place to travel? I hate to be a cornball, but in my leisure time, I like to go to sleep. Um, If I have enough time, I go to sleep. Outside of that, I like to play in my wigs. I like to organize my wig closet. Um, I like to read. I am an avid reader. I love a good book. I love going to the movies. Like I know everyone's streaming things, but I like going to the movies. I like popcorn with peanut M&Ms and sitting up and watching literally anything. It could be a thrill. It could be a chick flick. It could be some shoot 'em ups, like whatever it is. I enjoy going to the movies. Um, I would say working out, but that's not true. But I do like how I feel after I work out and I could be liaising. What is it when you're leisuring? I could be leisuring instead, but I'm working out. And so I must enjoy something about working out. I like eating. Uh, is that can that be something that you do in your leisure time? I love a good snack. Um, so nothing fun. If I if my time is for real, for real kicked back, like I have no projects, no pressure, I enjoy crocheting. I have a cro- a blanket that I need to finish, but I ended up having a lot of other projects slammed on my plate. And so when I really get to kick back, I'm going to finish crocheting my blanket. Hi, my name is Whitney. And I just want to know, Pastor, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts, how can I be a part of your team? <laughs> I never thought I would see the day where someone was asking me how they could be a part of my team. And I have actually gotten this question quite a bit. It I don't know if it seems like we do a lot from the outside looking in, but I assure you from the inside looking out, we 
push out a lot of content. We also plan really large events. I, you know, create a lot of projects. And as a result, those projects require slating and marketing and intentionality um, when it comes to organization of those projects and execution of how they get into the hands of people. Uh, We do a lot of on the production. Okay, so how can you be a part of my team? It depends on what your skills and talents are and also what you need financially. If you are in a position where you need full-time work, we do have some full-time positions, um, but they are more administrative and then high-level executive roles. So I am in the market, I guess you could say right now, for a high-level director of content, um, executive director of content, someone who has experience in creating content for, um, you know, a company that has, um, I don't, this is, okay, I'm going to speak it because faith, right? Like I want someone who is like Netflix level executive director of content, someone who has enough experience to help me navigate the gifts and talents that God has given me through these team members and to help blossom and grow them for wherever God's going to place them, whether they're going to be with me till the wheels fall off or they are going to move on to another space. I want to be able to not have my team be capped out because I'm capped out with my my experience. I don't know a lot about the best way to, you know, tap into the trends and how do we create things that um, continue to be relative and relatable and cost efficient. And so that's my high level goal uh, right now. And then we have some entry level positions and some, I guess, mid-level positions as for uh, mid-level positions for marketing and creatives primarily. We need writers uh, right now for the content that we currently create and for the content that we want to continue to produce. So uh, email info at womanevolve.com and let me know, uh, send me your resume and we will see what we can do or or email P-O-P, P-O-P at womanevolve.com. That's people operations and let us know what you're looking for. If you have a volunteer spirit on you um, to the point that it does not get me in trouble legally because there are employment laws, uh, we are also looking for people who just want to serve because we're trying to build a baby and we ain't got no crib, we ain't got no stroller or nothing. Uh, my Just so you guys like, you know, our YouTube is monetized. I try to monetize things on social media as well. Uh, we're constantly giving back and God is uh, creating pathways where people are constantly pouring back into what we do. And obviously we are good stewards over the resources that we receive for conference to make sure that we are able to facilitate an experience where you have all of the information you need, all of the support that you need, and an experience that feels well executed and well thought out. So we're, we're doing all that we can to generate the type of income that would allow us to make the strategic hires for Woman Evolve to continue to become all that God has decided she will be. So you don't have to work for free, but you may have to work for faith. You know what I'm saying? AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. 
Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
My name is Alexis Anderson. My question is, Pastor Sarah, how did you begin the ministry of, um, you know, just encouraging women? Um, I'm in the mental health field and I just want to know how you did it so I can help to encourage other women that are maybe struggling with things that they don't want to talk about. So I started my ministry of encouraging women by first serving someone else's vision. I wasn't sure the impact that one woman's yes could have on, you know, multitudes of women until I started serving at the women's ministry at the Potter's House of Dallas. At the time, I wasn't speaking. I was writing, which is what I prefer to do. And uh, I was working behind the scenes and there was this program called God's Leading Ladies. And there were maybe a hundred women who would come every other Saturday. They would connect with other women and then they would basically learn, like, how do we position ourselves to become God's leading ladies? So how do we position ourselves professionally, uh, spiritually, emotionally, mentally? financially and it was this course program that I was just responsible for facilitating who was going to be speaking maybe working at the calendar ordering the lunches uh, you know reserving rooms it was very much so administrative and yet I could not deny that watching these women from week to week made me want to become one of them and I I felt like if I can create an environment for them to do it, then maybe I could have access to it as well. And so I will say that my ministry began then because I was minister means to serve. So I was serving even then. And then when I began to kind of go on my own journey of trying to figure out what it meant for me to accept my past and maximize my present and invite God into my decision making. It uh, started a blog and from that blog, I noticed that women were gravitating towards the message. They were feeling a little less alone, a lot more known. And, you know, I think they were growing a lot more grown. (laughs) And uh, that was enough for me. I was speaking, I was telling my story, I was blogging, and then people kept telling me, you should have a conference. You should have, people were leaving comments. You should have a conference. You should have a conference. I'm like, I'm not going to have a conference just so people can come hear me speak. Like, I will not just host a conference because I was gaining a following or popularity. And so it wasn't until God gave me a revelation about Eve, the very first woman, that I said, you know what? Like, to me, this is something worth building a conference on. So... While many people felt like it was the natural next step for me, it took me a few years to come to a space where I really sought the Lord and asked the Lord to give me something worth speaking about. And I, I don't even know how I was know that I was speaking out. Oh, I know <laughs> I was speaking out of women's. You guys read most. Maybe you didn't. What? Wow. Many of you read Woman Evolved. Some of you haven't. But I was at a women's conference and they had on these shirts with the women in the Bible and them Ruth, Mary. Ruth, Mary, Esther, and Sarah. And uh, I was like, I know why they don't have Eve on that shirt. And I started this journey, like, let me go look at her life. And the more I studied her, the more I saw her. And I felt like every woman could connect with the first woman in some way. If you're not an Eve, then maybe you know an Eve, someone who knows better but didn't do better. Um, And if you aren't Eve in some way, can you please teach the rest of us because we out here struggling. And so I I took a step of faith and I said, I'm going to host this event. 
And we're going to see what happens. And I'm going to start a podcast and we're going to see what happens. I started all of those things at the same time. It's one thing to think about starting something. It's another to think about sustaining it. I know a lot more now than I did then. And I don't know that I would have done anything differently, but I've certainly got a lot of lessons from starting it that way. But I say that at the end of the day, God gave me something to say and I use what was available to me. Uh, through my platform, through my skill set to create an environment for it to come out. So if you are feeling the tug of moving into ministry and helping other women, then I say start with what you have. Start with what's in your hand right now and the women who are currently connected to you. Recognize that ministry takes on many different forms, that it doesn't necessarily have to look the way that you see it in order to be effective. Ministry is is helping your friend with her project. It is showing up to support her or him. Oh, no, we're talking about women's ministry. But, you know, help the fellas out too. But uh, maybe it is preaching. Maybe it is getting on your Instagram live. Try all that you can to not make it about numbers because that hijacks the efficiency and effectiveness of just wanting to serve one person. And if you're just willing to serve that one, then that's all that matters. And... From there, God will do whatever it is God has already ordained to do and be obedient to what you sense in the spirit and trust God with the rest. One of the things that I have learned about being in women's ministry is not only are we prefixated with whether or not our past will define us, whether or not we can navigate the shame and uncertainty of having to rebuild our lives after pain and trauma when we are not consumed with worrying about our past we are worried about the future worried about whether or not we can live up to whatever requirements the future has for us and I was really struck even when I was talking to my girls and I was interviewing them for the podcast and I asked them like what is the thing that I think makes them maybe most nervous about the future they both were talking about change and transition and ultimately what they may have to surrender in order to become. I want to play a little bit of our conversation so that you can hear an eight-year-old and a 14-year-old echo the concerns that many of us have in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Hey, 20s. Ooh, the scariest thing is like knowing that I'm going to grow up and I'm going to have changes. Hmm, what kind of changes? Like, at some point, I'm going to have to give up dolls and give up a, a bunch of things. Give up my beautiful room and move to another room. It's just mm. me growing up. Mm. And that makes you nervous? You're going to be an amazing human. You already are. And God's always going to make sure you have everything for every stage. So like, even though you give things up, whatever you give up, God's going to add back to you in a different way. Really? Yeah. So like if you give up dolls because dolls give you so much joy, like God will be like, oh, I'm so sorry you had to give those dolls up. But what I'm going to give you instead is deeper friendships or I'm going to help you discover your gifts and talents. Like we never give anything up that God doesn't add back to us. It just may not be the exact same thing, right? So like when you were a baby, like you gave up your crib, right? But you like your big girl bed, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And okay, when you were a baby, maybe you gave uh, your bottles and pacifiers. But now you're able to do big girl things like you have sleepovers with your friends and you get to have play dates. Those are things you couldn't do as a baby. So like, no, you don't get to have a bottle and pacifier anymore. But now you get to do something that you couldn't do because you were able to let that thing go. What if I won't be able to let my little girl doll go? Well, maybe you hang on to a couple like I have all my Barbies. Mm hmm. Maybe you can still hang on to some. I'll hang on to them. The scariest thing about growing up is growing up. (laughs) I know that sounds like weird, but me, I'm an overthinker. So I'm constantly thinking about my future. Like, oh my gosh, I have 10 assignments due tomorrow. Do I have time to finish them all tonight by 12 p.m.? By the time my screen times go off, then I'm going to hit submit on every single assignment. Not that I'd have 10 assignments due tomorrow. Um, but, you know, I had to clarify that because I have a lot of missing assignments. But um, <laughs> I'm telling my business, y'all. Um, you are, I mean, telling spilling. your business. <laughs> spilling. And willingly, you know, I'm a teenager. I go through a lot. But anyways, because um, me, I'm always constantly thinking about my future. If I'm not thinking about tomorrow, I'm thinking about two weeks from now. Where am I going to be in life? If I'm not thinking about two weeks from now, I'm thinking about four years in the future. What college am I going to? I'm thinking about, do I want to get a PhD in psychology or do I want to be as part of the CSI? Like, Mm. I think, like I said, the scariest part about growing up is growing up. Just constantly worrying about the future. Like, am I going to make it into NHS next year? Is it going to look good on my college grades? Am I going to ace my pre-ACT? Am I going to ace my pre-SAT? Am I going to be ready to take the what makes next you, year? All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's a lot because that like, tells me what it's like to live in your head with all those things swirling. What makes you come back to the present moment? Like when you're having, oh, I'm tired. Everything's fine. But when you're like having these moments where you're all over the place thinking about the future and stuff, what, if anything, brings you back to the present? I think there's certain people. And then there's okay. also certain playlists. Okay. Um, and then I also think there's God. Because if I'm not thinking about my assignment that's due two weeks from now, I'm think, I think I need to think about the assignment that's due tomorrow. That's my problem. Like yeah. I'm always procrastinating. I'm like, oh, I got two weeks until that two weeks turns into it's due tomorrow. I'm always like, I don't know. I'm procrastinating. But anyways, certain playlists. I have my worship playlist. I got my... Uh, all my other playlists and you know what, what would you call all your other playlists all my other playlists I listen I have like several different genres of music that I listen to so it's like mm-hmm. all my other playlists my 90s mm-hmm. R&B playlists my 90s hip-hop playlists my rap playlists you know what I'm saying that you say I know nothing music. about because I wasn't born in the 90s but maybe just consider that I was raised right um you know <laughs> there's Evelyn my best friend I love her so 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 much that's my bestie um, and then you, Pookie Bear. Pookie, Pookie, Pookie Bear. That's my bestie. Um, and then there's also Dad. That really revealed to me that we struggle with being present and in the moment. And so as we bring this special edition of the podcast to a close, I want to challenge you to be present in this moment to... Exhale your worry, exhale your fear to shake shame and anxiety out of your body, 
and to ask God to ground you in this moment, ground you in today, that the Holy Spirit would open your eyes to the joy that is buried in this moment, the lessons that await you, the hope that is yet to be found, that you would not straddle only between the past and the future, but that you would plant both feet firmly in this moment. And as you seek to do that, I believe that you are going to learn firsthand what it means to be a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Gone are the days where you are a leaf blowing in the wind of whatever misfortune or excitement has come your way. It's time for us to be planted. And so in order for us to plant, we have to surrender. And in the process of surrendering, we surrender time, path, expectations, relationships. And we say, God, help me to be planted wherever it is you want me to be and to not miss the moment. The moment in which you tell me, I see you, I got you, I love you, you're known. I have a plan for you. Just trust me. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow. Trust me right now in this moment with all that you have. And that's the only way forward. Surrender is not giving up. It is giving in to his will, his way, his dream, his vision, his grace, his anointing, his power showing up in you with strength. So take a moment and give in today and allow yourself to be human, allow yourself to be a kid, allow yourself to be stressed and tired, allow yourself grace because we're all trying to figure this thing called life out. But with Jesus, we got the cheat code, the ultimate cheat code. Trust Jesus, trust the spirit. He's not done with you yet. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.